0: The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Termina blogger around the OAA, the host of the last week's brain cells and host of between Taramina's and Oriented Television. I'd like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and those watching Oriented with Television. Um... We got a lot to talk about. I mean, we're going to recap the um, districts um, for bat for boys basketball. We're going to recap the regional at Lake Orion. Um, you know, obviously, when you look at this type of year, this time of year, it's really difficult on people, especially when you look at the end of the postseason. Um, you know, and then you're starting up March. Man, if you're kind of in a really, really serious area, if you're if you're deep and this far in the postseason. Um, Obviously, we extend congratulations to the um to the city of Rochester for dominating a cheerleading competition division one over at Central Michigan. Um, Rochester ended up winning that one, taking one taking first place. Adams was second, and Stony Creek was third. Um, Just total domination over there at um, Central Michigan University with Rochester. um, Just really dominating things and just controlling things um, over there. Um, and then also congratulations to the girls and the Groves, um, um, boys swim and dive for winning the division two state championship. Um, Seaholm was third, um, in that, um, I really think, you know what I mean? Groves, um, for Groves, it's their first championship since 2010. They scored 274 points. Seaholm was third. Um, Farmson was seventh. Stony Creek was ninth. Um, Adams was fifteenth. Um in division one at Calvin College, of course. Rochester finished ninth with seventy-eight points. Oxford eleven with sixty two, Lake Ordinance eighteenth with fifty-five. West Bloomfield was twenty-second with thirty-two points, and Blue Bay Hills was thirty third third with four points, and Troy was thirty-fourth with four points. So that's the recap of girl uh, on swim and dive. Um, obviously when you look at we're gonna recap first the um girls um regional before we talk the um boys. Um obviously when you look at recapping this regional, of course, you knew you had three teams, um, three OA teams that remained over Adam, Lake Orion. You had Lake Orion taking on Howell and then you had um West Boomba taking on Rochester. Um everybody thought West Boomba would just run over this regional. I mean I'll tell you what, I thought I I left that regional thinking to myself, yeah, West Bloomfield won it, but West Bloomfield's got some serious flaws. I mean, this team has got some serious problems. Um, and we're going to talk that in a couple minutes, why Um, I think they could have some issue with Flint, Carmen, and Antwerp's, um, in the um state quarterfinal. But we'll see. I mean, uh, let's recap this regional. Of course, we had first game with West Bloomfield taking on Rochester, of course, and West Bloomfield and Rochester played twice. In the red this year, West Boomer, of course, went in both games. Um, the second time at West Boom was pretty convincing. Um, and then they only scored 58 points against Rochester um, at Rochester. So, you know, you kind of expected that that game would be a little bit more closer than it was. And I I give Rochester a ton of credit. Yeah, the score says 61-41, but I, I, I really think that, you know, Rochester did some things that, kind of exposed West Bloomby a little bit. Um, you know, obviously both Davis sisters had big games. I mean, like I want to send my congratulations to India Davis on, um, being the Gatorade national player of the year. Um, good honor for her. Um, but when you look at West Bloomby, everything starts and ends with Summer Davis. I mean, Summer Davis is the one who is putting up the numbers offensively. She's the one that, you know, wants to be, she's more of the flashy player than India is. I mean, like, you really, I mean, yeah, they're twins. I get it. But I think it's more everything starts flowing around Summer Davis. And she had a big game against West Bloomfield. Um, but then they got into some foul trouble. And when you get into foul trouble, you know, things happen. And Rochester, of course, used their size to their advantage. Of course, you knew that they would, especially with Alice Max and Kylie Robinson. Um, I thought Alice Max played... Played well. I mean, like, she had 20 points. Um, you know, I really think that, um, you know, she's only sophomore. Her and Kylie Robinson are both sophomores. Um, I thought Natalie Race played well. Um, yeah, she had a really tough matchup, um, especially how good and quick and athletic West Bluefield's guards are. Um, but when I really look at, you know, obviously this that game, I mean, West Bluefield had a really tough time with them. I mean, they had a really tough time Rochester. I mean, it didn't feel like West Bloomfield controlled that game. It really didn't, even though the score indicated it did, but it really didn't feel like it because you look at, of course, yeah, West Bloomfield has been killing everybody this year. I mean, their two losses have been to South Bend, Indiana, Washington, Indiana, and Isla and Arbor Prep. But when they, But when you get them in a tight game, i noticed something with West Bloomfield I haven't seen before. And that's fear. That is fear. You know, when you really look at that game, I mean, they panicked. They panicked. I mean, obviously with West Bloomfield, um, and I think, you know, when you look at that game, and I think really... Looks like the video got went down a little bit, so we're going to be here on the radio side of things here on SoundCloud. Um, so work with me here on we're on the SoundCloud at least, which is good. Um, but when you really look at this game, and I think you look at West Bloomfield, and they got some problems, they got some flaws. I mean, they're not a deep team, they've had some issues, and you know, to for them to only win by 20 points, I mean, I know, I know the comments that Coach Gerald McAllister made, um, really, really basically like, um, it sent like a, um, I, I kind of sent a message, you know, West Bloomfield really wanted to, you know, they didn't like, they wanted to beat people pretty badly, you know, and then they wouldn't accept moral victories. Um, I felt like that game against Rochester was kind of like a moral victory for Rochester. Because, yeah, even though they weren't going to win it, but they fought. I mean, bottom line is they fought in that game. They really fought in that game and proved that West Bloomfield really, you know, you know, they can be, they're human. I mean, they can be human. Um, So I really give Rochester a lot of credit, especially the seniors, of that team. I mean obviously you had Natalie Race, you had Abby Pleasant, Stevie Norgrove, um, you know, Ava Williams I mentioned, and then of course, you know, I mean in then Natalie race, obviously. Um with Rochester, it basically meant that um you know, with them, it it's kind of really um you know, they had a nice year. I mean they won their first district title since two thousand um two thousand sixteen, I think. Um I think that was the last time they won a district title. Um, but I know it was a long while that they won one. I mean, they knocked off Edica Eisenhower in the district final. Um, but Rochester had a really good year. I mean, they had a really nice year. And that's a credit to Bill Thurston and his staff. I mean, when you look at them next year, um, obviously you lose um, you know, you lose all those seniors I mean, if there's a player I'm really high on to watch for next year, it's Lucy Cook, because she's a gamer. I mean, she's only a freshman. She played a lot on JV this year. Um, really made some noise this year. Um, she's one I am really, really high on for next year. Is you know to go along with the Twin Towers and um and um Alice Max and um and Kylie Robinson. I mean. Clearly, when you look at Rochester, I mean, I expect them to be back next year. I mean, obviously, when you look at the district, they're going to have to go through Stony Creek again. Um, But I think deep down, I mean, like, here's a team that, you know, I think they could do some, da- I, you could do some damage next year. I really do. I mean, they got a lot of experience coming back. So, yes, they're going to have to replace some key players, especially in the wings. But obviously, you have the point guard of the future and Lucy Cook. And then, of course, you have um, both the Twin Towers and Robinson and Mac. Um, That is something to really, really watch for heading into the next year For uh, if you're Rochester. Um, okay, let's look at the other game now. Um, Lake Orient and Howell. Um, this has being a really good game. I mean, both teams were, you know, they were very similar to each other. Didn't have a lot of size. Um, you know, both teams had experience. Um, of course, um, Howell, of course... Um, won their first district title since down sixteen. Finally got that Heartland jinx off them. Um by knocking off Heartland. Of course a lot of that was the play of their senior experience with some um, Sophie Bogard and Molly Durloo. Um I mean like Piper, their freshman, she's 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 a player. I mean her grandfather was a head coach when Howells um last deep team. Um I think when you look at Howell, um they're going to be good. I mean, they're scary. I mean, Coach O's done a really nice job over there, Howell. I mean, Tim Orusky, I think is his name. Um, Oshesky is his name. Um, he's done a really good job of that program. I mean, Howell has really built program strength over there. Um, I think especially getting rid of that Howell jinx was a really big deal. Um, I listened to the 93.5 um, I mean, like broadcast um, with Dan Leach, um, really interesting how how they do their games. I mean, I kind of wish, you know, at times that they would come east at times, you know, to announce more games. You know what I mean? I mean, it was really interesting to see how, you know, how well that radio performance was done. I also give credit to the WDBC broadcast for broadcasting the um, Lake Oregon games. Um the games at Lake Orion High School for the regional. I mean, they do a really good job. I mean, really good job. Um, and I'm gonna explain one call in a minute, um, where I think that um a lot of people say the game changed because of that. Um I think that the um I really think that the difference that game, you know, was Lake Orion made enough plays and Howell didn't. I mean, that really was the difference. I mean, you know, you look at Maddie Ebert, Maddie Ebert had nine had him um, had um nineteen points. I mean, I know they were saying Audrey Wishmeyer was Lake Orion's best player. Well clearly wasn't the case. Um Audrey Wishmeyer, of course, she had that big game against Clarkson where she went off for twenty one points. Lake Orion hit thirteen threes in that game against the Wolves in the district final. But they only hit five in the um game against Howell. Um, especially early. I mean, they did just enough in that game. They did just enough. I thought Taylor Dinda played well. I thought Chloe Wiegers had her moments. Um, but, you know, that game was even-steven throughout. I mean, Lake Orion had a six-point lead at one point and Howard had a six-point lead at, at one point. And then, you know, everything like, you know... And then, of course, with Taylor Dinda's three-pointer at the buzzer tied the game up at 24. Um, It really set the tone up for an incredible second half. I mean, Howell, you know, they took a, you know, third quarter, they took a one-point lead, and then everything started to slip them, from them. I mean, it started slipping. Um, I think the play that really changed it all was the uh, Maddie Ebert three-pointer. Uh, Three-point three point attempt where she got fouled by Molly Duru. Ooh. And it was a legit call. It really was. I know I heard both the um, WDBC broadcast, and I also heard the um, 93.5 broadcast. Um, The 93.5 broadcast, Dan Leach was just really upset about it. Um, You know, it was a late whistle, but when you look at the WDBC broadcast, they explained it really perfectly, and it was the right call. It really was the right call. And, you know, and Eber ended up converting on on three free throws Making it forty three forty, um, in favor of Lake Orion, and then end up being a back and forth affair. Of course, Dinda hitting a big two pointer late to give Lake Orion a four point lead at the time. Howling up counter back, um, you know they had the foul late, and then you know about twenty three point nine seconds ago in the game, um, Howl called timeout. Um, obviously the play design, of course, you know they, and I read to watch the press conference, I heard about it, but I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but Howell, you know, they had Molly Durulu and, um, and um, Pipel, what really, you know, they, they were, um, not in sync and they couldn't get a shot off. And I credit Lake Orient's defense for that. I really do. Um, they didn't let Howell get a shot off. That really was the difference. And now you have, um, and I know, That, um, Dan Leach, you know, like, you know what I mean? Didn't take anything away from Lake Orion and all that, but it was on Howell. I would say yes and no on that because the no part here is because I thought Lake Orion was better defensively in that final stretch where they shut Howell down. They caused Howell to turn the ball over several times, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, you know, and then of course, um, with how obviously the mistakes that doing them in, um, I just think when you look at that game, um, it could have went either way. I mean, but Lake Orion, we know that student section can be very unique at times. They were in, um, page patri- patriotic year. Um, I noticed Dan Leach made mention of the, um, Lake Orion student section. um, but I really thought one of the differences in the game was the postseason experience because Lake Orion was there last year. Let's not forget, this team lost to Clarkson in the regional semifinals. So they have some experience there. And, you know, you look at Howell, of course, you know, Howell finally getting by that Heartland jinx. Of course, you know, Heartland this year was a little bit of a different team. I mean, I mean, they still... They're still Heartland, regardless. I mean, like Heartland's still a very good team. I mean, you look at players, they have like Olivia Linden on that team. Um, they got others as well. I mean, they had a first year coach over there. Um, but it was a tight game until late in the third quarter, that Howell game, where Howell started pulling away. They haven't getting a three point buzzer beater, and the Molly Duru took over that game. I mean, that was different. Um But Howell finally got over that jinx. So at the game, um, I know people in Livingston Daily wondered what the heck happened that final play, and you know, and you know, they um, they had every they um usually they had Sophie Bergard, I mean Sophie Dogard, um, you know, in there for the final stretch, but she wasn't in there because she fouled out, and you know. People at howl, they can complain all they want. But that charge on Dure on um Dogard, that was clearly a charge. On Maddie Ember. That was clearly a charge. And there were a couple of plays that I thought was um but people at howl, you know what I mean? They're gonna be looking at, at themselves and, you know, kicking themselves in the can. Because bottom line is, you really look at this game and obviously You got to give credit where credit's due. Um, I thought Lake Orion's defense was good. I mean, like, yes, they were out-rebounded pretty badly. um, And it wasn't close on the boards. I mean, Howell really dominated the glass on both sides. Lake Orion just did just enough in that game. You know, usually with Howell, you know, usually with teams, if you win the rebounding battle, you're going to win the game. man. You know, that wasn't the case here with Howell and Lake Orion. I mean, Lake Orion just made enough shots to win that game. I mean, you know, I thought Maddie Ebert played really well. Um, they did a really good job shutting down Audrey Wishmeyer. I was really surprised about that, you know, you know, considering how that was their game plan was not to let Lake Orion shoot the three ball. Um, I thought Howell did a really good job of that. Um and Lake Orion on the other side of, of things, they really shut down Dogard. I mean, they got her into foul trouble. Um, Piper was the was the one I was really shocked about because she's got a smooth shot. I mean, she's got a really smooth shot. She can go in. Um, you know, I mean, I know her grandfather used to coach at Howell. Um, and um, you know that that pipeline is still there. That connection to the um to their deep postseason run is still there for Howell and you know, but credit where credit's due. I mean, you gotta get credit to Lake Orion. I mean, obviously what Coach Bob Bridges has done, um, he's really done a great job with the program where it's at. Um I mean like but um when you look at the um when you look at the um with the Dragons of course it was a good win for them at the time. Great win for them. Big, big win for the program. Big win for them. And then you had the regional final, um, Lake Orion versus West Bloomfield. Of course, West Bloomfield won both times against Lake Orion. But I'll tell you what, that first quarter really exposed West Bloomfield. I'm not being mean to you. Because when you look at West Bloomfield, their bench is a is gonna is a problem. I mean, their bench is a problem. Um Lake Orion put 19 points on them. I don't know if anybody's put 19 on them maybe since Arbor Prep or South Bend Washington Indiana. I mean like I don't think I've seen anybody do that to West Bloomfield and they were rattled. They were really rattled. I mean Destiny Washington got hurt. Um you know, uh, you know and that you know and I didn't know how important she was. In that game, I didn't know how important she was until then, because you could tell they were getting flustered, frustrated. Um, you know, Lake Orion was hitting shots. Unfortunately for the Dragons, the shots didn't fall. I didn't think it was anything special West Bloomfield did. Um, throughout the rest of the game, I mean, yeah, Summer Davis had twenty-one points, but Lake Orion did something to them. They really did. I mean, West Bloomfield winning that game 48-30, to um, securing their second straight regional title. But I think if you're Lake Orion, I think to me this was more of a moral victory for you. Because, you know, West Bloomfield only scored 48 points. That's the lowest they've scored this year. And you look at a team like that, who's averaging about 50, 50 points, 55 points a game. You know, that tells you something. Really does. Um, you got to credit Lake Orion's nine seniors. Maddie Ebert, Taylor Dina, Chloe Wiegers, Grace Sullivan, um, Audrey Wishmeyer, um, Jody McCaffrey, um, Kylie Heck, um, Fontana Blackney and Allison May. Um, just an, just an incredible run for these girls. Two district championships, getting the regional final winning 20 games, which is probably the most since 09. And I remember that 09 team really well when Lake Orion head course had them. Um, Bethany Waterworth leading the state semifinals. Um, unfortunately following the Benton Harbor team was really good that year. Um, but this Lake Orion team this year really was enjoyable to watch. Even with the injuries, you know what I mean? To, um, Izzy Walinski, um Charlotte Charlotte Pabloski, of course Jody McCaffrey did get hurt, and then of course Maddie Everett was concussed, um was out for a couple games until the end of the um regular season where, you know, and then she came back in the postseason with a vengeance. Um, I think Coach Bob Bridges did a really nice job with this team. His challenge next year is going to be is it'll be a different team next year, but there's still some pieces. You know, you look at players like Ryan Palaszek, um, Izzy Wolinsky, Charlotte Peplosky, um, Alana McGinnis, I think are expecting on bigger roles. I mean, you got Mel Guccione, Mackenzie Tabish, um, maybe Kylie Kapinski. Um, they could all take on much bigger roles next year for Lake Orion. I mean, I think this team's going to be fine talent-wise. Um, your freshman class is actually pretty good coming in. Um, not like the senior class who was really good, but they still have some proven talent. I mean, you know, and I forgot to mention Taylor Dinda's name on there too. I think I apologize for that. Um, But this Lake Orion team this year, you know, that senior class, great memories with this team. Great memories. I mean, two district titles, that says a lot. They won... The blue title when they were sophomores. Um, Juniors, the district title, obviously. Um, Just a lot to be proud of your coach, Bob Bridges. Um, But I expect this team to be back. I think they're going to be solid next year. They're a different team, though. Obviously, Izzy Walensky coming back. But bottom line is, you know, I think Lake Orion, you know, when you look at what they did, people are going to say is, you know, is it West Bloomfield? I don't think so. I think I thought like Orion played a really had a really nice game plan for West Bluefield um, really had to make West Bluefield work. And, you know, unfortunately it came down to was they used to make shots. That was the difference, You know, they make shots, you know, the second quarter West Bluefield won that one thirteen 13, nothing. And that was the difference. It really was. So now let's talk West Bluefield. And I think people are going to say, well, okay you know, West Bloomfield, you know what I mean? They're getting enrolled in the state championship game. I don't think so. I think this team's got some serious concerns. I've been saying this on the pod for about a month now. That the West Bloomfield is a team that's got a lot of concerns. You know, and, it, and it's showing that regional. It really did. I mean, West Bloomfield relies a lot on the Davis sisters. They rely a lot on the Hendricks sisters. And then you just saw with Destiny Washington. She got hurt. She came back in the game. Wasn't the same player. But you could tell how important her presence was. I mean, with Summer Davis, she's a good player. I mean, she's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I still think she's only a junior. But I still think there's some parts of her game she needs to work on. India Davis is a really good glue girl. Really good one. I mean, but when I look at this West Bloomfield team, everything starts and ends with Summer Davis. Really does. And that's not a knack to Darryl McAllister and his team, but I'm serious. This team's got some trouble. They've got concerns. I don't know if it was, oh, that they were they were taking it easy, you know, considering, you know, you were beating people by over fifty points a game. You know. You know, what What fun does that, have? does that have if you look at a team like a West Bloomfield who's beating everybody, even good teams, over 40 points? Is that going to get you any better? You tell me that question. You tell me that question. Is beating a team by 40 points, I don't care how good you are, going to get you any better? That's the question I have with West Bloomfield. And now you're taking on Flip Carmen and Ainsworth. It's coming out unbeaten. I think you know if 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 the matchups between Flip Carmen Ainsworth and West and um, you know if they would have played Lake Orion at Detroit at um, West Bloomfield, I think I think West Bloomfield. I think Carmen Ainsworth's got one loss on that loss count. That's how honest I am. But with West Bloomfield, you know you look at okay that team. They, they they looked disinterested at times. In the Rochester game, they looked completely disinterested. I mean, bottom line is, you know, yeah, West Westwood is a very good team and all that, but you got to get up for these games. You got to get up for these games because if you don't like the game of basketball, then you shouldn't be here. You got to get up for these guys. You got to get up for this game. You got to get up for the love of the game. And I don't know if they do. I mean, the mindset of the players, I will be very curious to see how they do in the quarterfinals against Fulham-Carmen neighbors. If they get by that, they should have no issue with either Plymouth-Salem or Riverview. I think they'll beat both of them. Um, I think the game against Rockford's going to probably be the one to really watch if they get there, if Rockford gets there. I mean, I really think, or Detroit Renaissance. I mean, like, if it's Detroit Renaissance, um... That could be a really interesting game. But if you're Coach Daryl McAllister, the mindset of this team's got to change a little bit. And, you know, you got to get them ready to go, motivated for the game. Not be this disinterested type team that I saw at the regional, especially against Rochester. I mean, they've got some problems. I mean, they don't really have a player behind Destiny Washington. It kind of showed in that Lake Oregon game. I mean, they clamp down defensively when they want to. I mean, Summer Davis, you know, what happens if both Davis sisters have a terrible game? What happens if they both have a terrible game? If Summer, let's say hypothetically Summer goes, only scores at least 10. It happens to good players. It really does. Um, Or if India gets shot down, both Davis sisters get shut down, yeah, you got both Henry sisters. I mean, Kendall and Sid, But bottom line is, you know, when you look at West Bloomfield, you know, what if all four of those players get shut down? Then that's a big problem for West Bloomfield. A serious problem for West Bloomfield. Because, you know, you look at it, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I get it. You're trying to build depth, but then you look at these blowout games that you're having. I mean, like, you know, is that going to get you any better? Or are you going to be a stale team? That's the question I have. And that's a big question for them hanging in next year. How are we going to get themselves better? That's the big question I have for West Bloomfield. Too many questions for the Lakers. Too many questions. I mean, they're in the state quarterfinal. I mean, people are already praising them. But the concerns are still there for this team. Really are. So, that's my take on West Bloomfield. My take on the region for girls basketball. Um, Rochester and Lake Orion both had really good years this year. Really good years this year. I expect Bolton to be back next year. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um, and then let's go to boys. Um, we're going to recap the district finals, the district recaps. Um, when you look at the districts, I think that, you know, when you look at district number 59 over at, um, at, um, Hazel Park, um, Ferndale had some issue with Detroit Old Redford Academy in the in the district final. Um, and bottom line here, Ferndale found a way to win that game. And now they're in a really tough regional coming up. Back at Hazel Park, that's going to help them, though. Familiarity. They take on a very good Detroit University prep team. Coached by Brendan Barrett. Um, former coach at Hazel Park. Um, you know, they played earlier in the year. First game of the year. Um, West Bluefield, I'm sorry, Ferndale ended up losing that one 55-53 over at Wayne State. Um, so that'll be really interesting to see how Ferndale responds, but in that one, of course, that winner could also see Warren Michigan Collegiate in the um in the regional final. I mean, that would be really interesting if it's if it's Ferndale against Warren Michigan Collegiate. I just I think Ferndale could, Ferndale right now. I've got some concerns with them, but they did just enough against a really good team in old, in, in Detroit Old Redford Academy. Now Warren Mission Collegiate's been battle tested. I mean, they went by, they beat um Warren Lincoln. Of course, Warren Lincoln, let's not forget, gave North Farmington their only loss of the year. I mean, bottom line is, you know, when you look at Ferndale, I mean, like Ferndale, you know, they have the talent to get there. I mean, they have the talent to win. To get back to the Breslin. But they've got to prove it in this regional. And this regional's tougher than it was last year. So. I think Warren Michigan Collegiate. Can get by Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy. Um. So bottom line is. You know for Ferndale. Gotta win this region. If you want to get to the back of the quarters. And the quarters. Will be, if they get there. Would be at a very familiar site. In Lake Oregon. Um, of course Ferndale used to be at. Used to go to Lake Orion for, um, you know, when Lake Orion was in the red. So that would be very interesting if it's, um, you know, Ferndale were to win that regional and come back to Lake Orion. Um, That would be really interesting. Um, let's go to District number um thirtieth. This was was where Harper Woods was at. Um, Harper Woods ended up falling in the um district final. The Growth Point South sixty eight forty five. Um, Growth Point South's really good. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Harper Woods had that big win against Growth Point North in the district semifinals, but running in the Point South, obviously, you know the Blue Devils um, had a good year this year. I mean, they're having a, they're having one of those they're having a great year this year. I mean, pretty much with them. I mean, like you know, Harper Woods is just you didn't expect it, you know, with them to get there, but they got there. Um, the good news for hate for Harper Woods is they'll probably be back in Division Two next year. Um, the enrollment list did come out, um, so Harper Woods probably will be back in Division 2, um, so it'll be very interesting to see how the Pioneers do next year, considering, you know, having that Division 1 experience, um, they're gonna be very good again next year, um, a lot of the talent coming back for Coach, um, Tawon Porter, um, so it was a good year for Harper Woods, winning the gold title this year, says a lot, um, We'll be very curious to see how Harper Woods makes the next step next year. Really curious to see how that goes. Um, let's go to district number 28. This was at Sterling Heights-Stevenson. Um, the Troy Colts winning their district, knocking off Sterling Heights-Stevenson. Of course, Sterling Heights-Stevenson had to survive Troy. Um, Athens, 61-60, um, which was a real tight game there in the district semifinals. Troy had to get by Utica. Uh, and then they had a really hard time with the Titans. I give the Titans a lot of credit. Um, I thought, you know, in that game, you know, Troy had their issues. I mean, Troy's lack of depth really came into play here against Stevenson. But they found a way, won it with balanced scoring. Um, John Whiteside, Mason Parker, um, Carter Cosmano, Zach Pinoza, Darius Whiteside coming back from an ankle injury. Um, you know, give credit to coach Gary Frelick, um, for winning the district title. Um, I think, you know, when you look at Troy, obviously, you know, you know, and I forgot to Chase Kuyper as well. I mean like, but give Troy a lot of credit here. Now they move on to the regional and it's a tough regional. We're going to talk that regional in a couple minutes, um, over Adam Troy, which is vicious to say the least. They're really, really vicious to say the least. Um, district 27. This was at Bloomfield Hills. Um, you know, biggest people are gonna talk about obviously the Birmingham um, Brother Rice upset against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um I think when you look at, you know, Bloompia Hills, you know, Noah Addentress had a great career with Bloompia Hills. Um West Bloompia won that one sixty two fifty six in the opening round. Um, I really think that um, you know, Noah Addentress had a really great career. I mean, scored over a thousand points in his career. Um He's had some big games. I just think West Boomba did just enough to win him that game. I mean, that really was the difference there. Um, West Boomer unfortunately ran at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, it was a tight game, competitive game. But at the end of the day, the Eaglets moved on past the Lakers. I'll tell you what, West is gonna be scary next year. I mean, yeah, they lose Mitchell City to graduation, but everybody else is everybody else is back. I mean, Donnie Watts, um, you look at, of course, Tory James, Chris Britton, um I think Michael Pittman's back. Um, bottom line is I think West Bloomfield, they could be primed to have a special run next year. I think if they're in the red, I think they're gonna be a player for sure. Um, but it is what it is. So West Bloomfield, um, you know, fell to Orchard Lake St. Mary's had a nice year. Really good year for Gotrona Jordan and his team. Um other side of the bracket, you had Groves taking on, um, C-home. This was up to the, this was up to the first round. People are gonna say, okay, um, you know, because Seaholm was in the blue this year, Groves in the white. Groves was getting a lot of confidence, but bottom line is, Seaholm has proven experience. They were they were flat out better defensively than Groves. I mean, let's not forget Groves' is best players are only sophomores. I mean, John Simpson and Josh Gibson. I mean, you know, bottom line is you know, in that game was Seaholm just wanted it more. I mean, Ben Diskin had a big night. Um, Ryan Sparby he had a big night as well. Um, But for Seaholm, it was played at their pace. Um, They didn't... It, 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 I mean, Coach Craig DeGeer, he said it best was <laughs> they had to play a Wisconsin-type style basketball, which they did. <laughs> and they did. So... That's a big credit to where credit's due to the players at Seaholm. Especially the proven experience that they have. Um, for Groves, keep your heads up. I mean, had a good year. Really good year under first year coach Mark West. Just, you know, it's unfortunate things happen postseason. That's just the beauty of March. It really is. Then Seaholm ran to Brother Rice. And um, it was a 52 34 game. It was an 18-point game. So they fought competed in that game. So credit where credit's due with Seehole. I mean, they had an incredible postseason district district run, especially upsetting Groves. They're gonna remember that for the rest of their lives. I mean, that's the case here. They're gonna remember that for the rest of their lives. Um, District Twenty Six at North Farmington. Um, North Farmington really no issue with their district. Um, of course, Southard Arts Tech knocked off Lavoni Stevenson sixty six sixty three. Um, and then North Farmington blew out A and T. Farmington fell to Detroit Henry Ford, um, and then North Farmington really no match for Detroit. I mean, really had them um, laid out a um total domination of Detroit Henry Ford in the district final. Um, you kind of expected that with North Farmington. Um, uh, moving on to the regional there, um, there's a reason why they're one of the top teams in the state right now, just with the way they're playing. Um, so when you look at that, they're heading in the regional with competence. Um. District twenty five, this was at Berkeley. Um, of course, you need Detroit University, Detroit Jesuit moving on here. Um, of course, Berkeley knocked off Detroit Mumford. Um, <laughs> but was no match for um Detroit Henry for um, Detroit University Detroit Jesuit. Um obviously, you know, with Berkeley, obviously having a good year. Um me, Rukhovich, they lose six seniors, including Rukovic. Um, had a nice year. I mean, Coach Joe Servo had a nice year. Was in the blue race most of the year. Kept in it with them. Um, bottom line is, um, I just think Seaholm really, um, you know, I really think Berkeley really was the, um, you know, they, they had a nice year. I mean, I'm curious to see what happens next year with Berkeley. I mean, program strength, I mean, they should be solid program strength wise, but we'll see. We'll really see. Um, Royal Oak took on, um. You know, Royal Oak the Detroit Renaissance. It was a heck of a game between those two teams. Um but Royal just didn't have enough. They lose six seniors, including um, you know, di- including um, Dylan Hoffman. They lose him. Um Davis Arbeiter's another one. Rashad Wilson. Um Curious to see how the Ravens do next year. They do have um Camden Clark and um and um Nick Hoffman coming back. Um three point shooting will be a very interesting watch. I'm curious to see how this team does this offseason. Really curious to see how they do. Um, Oak Park. And then, of course, Oak Park, they knocked off. They knocked off. I mean, like Oak Park, obviously, um, knocked off Detroit Renaissance. um, And then um, the district final against UD Jesuit. This is where um, Oak Park's problem against UD Jesuit came to fruition. This team's lost three straight games to the Cubs. I've been telling them since the season started. play Play them. Play them. Play them play him because because you're not because like you're doing everything well in the red you're doing well but you haven't been able to get by UD Jesuit now yes next year the Cubs are a different team yes they don't have Sonny yes they won't have Sonny Wilson that sophomore class they have though is still pretty good so if you're Oak Park until you knock off UD Jesuit you're not going anywhere that's really what it is you have to knock off UD Jesuit if you're gonna want to make some noise. I know Coach Duran Shepard knows that. But that's the bottom line. Is if you can knock off UD Jesuit, you know, you're going to have a deep run. But until then, you're not going anywhere. That's really what it is. And that's not knocking the knack of Oak Park. That's what I'm telling you what the bottom line is. That really is. You know, because that's how it's been the last three years. Last three years. You yeah, haven't been able to get by the Cubs. Whether it's been in the district semifinal, where you lost in double overtime, or in the district final twice. You lost both those games. So, that's my take of your Oak Park next year. You have to beat UAD Jesuit. Because if you don't, you know what I mean? You're not going anywhere. That's where the bottom line is. And you got a pretty good te- class coming in next year. You got a good team coming back. So, that's my take on Oak Park. You know, so... You know, so that's the bottom line for them. Um, district 4 at Grand Blank. Um, when you look at this district for Oxford, it was going to be really tough either way. Um, they knocked off Pierre, Good win for them. Jake Champagne at 26. Um, but really, in all reality, it was just they had a really tough time at Grand Blank. Um, RJ Taylor played well for them in that game. Um, you know, Taj Boyd had a nice game for them. Um, this Oxford's lack of size was pretty evident in that game. Yes, they fought in that one, but really in all reality, um, it was going to be a tall task for Oxford to win that game against a really good grand blank team. Um, I mean, Oxford's got a lot, majority of their team coming back. Yeah. both Katie's coming back. You lose Dylan Stone. That's going to be a tough one. Condé-Mantria, that's another tough loss. You have Cassisi, you have Jake Champagne coming back. Um... You know Oxford's gonna be fine. I, I just think they're gonna be fine. Program strength looks solid for Coach Steve Laylaw. Um, I just think bottom line is you know if I'm the if I'm Oxford, I'm petitioning the MHA to change my district. I talked to Dan Brown, owner of Chicago Brothers Pizza, about this the other day, and he and me agree with me. If you switch Clarkson, Lake Orion, and um, Oxford, you put Clarkson up north with Grand Blank, Uh, geographically it makes sense because Grand Blank is a lot closer to Clarkston than they are to Oxford. And then you look at, of course, where would you put Oxford? Put Oxford East. Put them with Utica. Romeo. I mean, Oxford's closer to Romeo. Much closer to Romeo than they are to, um, than they are to, um, Grand Blank. I mean, and then you put Lake Orion at the other, you know, in the, in a district of Avondale, Waterford, Mott, Pontiac, Kettering, and, you know, I think that's the perfect suggestion. So, that's my take on that. Um, but for Oxford, just really unfortunate they had their season end in the district semifinals. Um, and then you have district number six. This was at Clarkston. Um, Clarkston, really no issues with their district. Um, you know, of course, they knocked off, um, I mean, like, Avenel of course, um, had a very tough loss. Two water for Mott. I thought they were competitive with them in the district semifinals. Um, Clarkson really had no issue with Waterford Cuttering, and then getting to the district final, they beat Waterford by 52 The only issue I had with Clarkson was, why are you the visiting team and your why are you the visiting team on your home floor? Makes no sense. Really doesn't. Um, I was asking that several times on Twitter. Why was Clarkson the visiting team? Because when you're when you're on your home floor. You should be the home team. Doesn't matter what uniform you wear. I mean, you look at Lake Orion; they wore black and girls basketball, and yet they were the home team. <laughs> and then you look at, of course, I will bet you at least almost every single school. There's some that would put their home school as a visiting team, but I will bet you most of them, because of parent, because of because of confusion, would put their home school as the home team. You know, they don't necessarily have to follow the bracket. don't necessarily have to. Um, But in the games, I'll tell you what. I mean, I read Waterford Mott's coach, um, Sean Moore's comments about the officiating, about, you know, that they were thinking it was physical and all that. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell it to you straight up. Clarkson's physical. They're a physical team. You look at players like Devin Steffens. You look at Brody Cozen. You look at, you know, I mean, bottom line, you know, Kevin that. here's a similar thing here. I'm play football, okay? They know what it takes to win. They know what it takes. I mean, yes, they have Braden Wiley on that team as well. Um, But I'm going to tell you what right now. I don't want to hear it. You know, of the that to me was an excuse, you know, about how the game was officiated, you know, how it was like, you know turn it into a football game. You know what? That's Clarkson style. You have a good football team yourself over there at Waterford Mott. You know, football and basketball, they can be played different games. Basketball is not supposed to be this type of, you know, like a cl- cl- flashy, classy, you know, flashy moments. They're not supposed to be. Basketball, you know, there's teams that like to play ugly basketball. Clarkson's one of those teams. They play ugly basketball. They've been playing ugly basketball the whole year long. they found ways to win games. They can be physical. I mean, you look at a district that was really physical, the one at Utica Eisenhower was really physical. So, with physicality in basketball, I don't want to hear it from Sean Moore. I don't want to hear it. Because I'll tell you what. Carson can play any type of style. And bottom line is, you've lost two straight years to Clarkson. So, bottom line is, and that's my take on it. It is hard for me to trust Waterford Mott, you know, when it comes to taking on Clarkson. Because everybody's been there before when they play Clarkson. I'll tell you that much right now. (sighs) So, that's my take on the Clarkson district. You got our District, of course, that was crazy. I mean, you look at, of course, Lake Orion and um Adams in the district semi semifinal. Lake Orient did knock off Rochester 64-54. Um Romeo beat Stony Creek 66 63 I thought Stony Creek deserved better in that game. I really did. Um bottom line is I think that the um, I think that the Bulldogs, you know what I mean, they relaxed. Way too soon. And allowed Stony Creek back in the game. I gotta give credit to the seniors at Stony Creek, though. They had a really tough year adjusting to coach Jeff Owen. Um, But they fought in that game against Romeo. They fought in that game. And they had a chance to win it. Just couldn't get it done. Um, Lake Orient, of course, knocking off Rochester. 64-54. Give credit to um, Rochester seniors. Grant Calgano. Eli Collage. Um... Great year for both those two guys, along with Kamani Potts. Um, just a great, great season for all three of those guys for playing for Coach Nicobola. Um Max Mull going to be a, a star in the making over there. He's only a freshman right now. Um, and then you had the semifinals. You had Lake Orion and Adams, basically, it was a football game. Um, Adams ended up winning that one 50 42. They did just enough in that game. I thought Lake Orion was a better team in the fourth quarter. Um, really made things uncomfortable for Adams. Um, Brady pre-scored at 27 points. Um, the Adams' size was the difference in that game. 36 or 50 points from their bigs. Um, Blake Warren, they do lose a lot. They lose Nate Heverella. They lose DJ Morrow. They lose, um, Blake Liddell, um, Kevin Tobe, and, um, Mateo DeCio. um, to graduation. They lose those five guys. Curious to see how Coach Jose Andrade does next year. You got a player like Caden deGreffenreed, you got you got um Ethan Sharkey, um Gabe Scott, I think some in in line to have a big year. Um, you know, I'm curious to see how Ryan Rushell does. You know what I mean? I think Lake Orion, they got some talent, you know, next year. I think they're gonna be fine. Are they gonna be better than, you know, but I'm curious to see how the Dragons do next year. Really curious. But, good year for the Dragons, despite the 500 record. They've lost seven games by five points or less. Um, kind of they're better with their seeding. Uh, Utica, Eisenhower, and Adams. Uh, no, Utica, Eisenhower, and Romeo. That was a Eisenhower win. Finally getting the um, Romeo um, mucky off their back. Um, and then the district final. Obviously, the district final recap. Um, Adams winning that one 45-44 in a buzzer beater by um, William D. Um I gotta give Noah Kim a lot of credit here. He was the one who grabbed the offensive rebound, setting up the three ball for to G um, to win it for Adams. Um, second straight district title for Coach Jared Thomas. Um, just incredible run for you know for Adams going to the next round, um, heading to Fenton for the regional. Um, let's speaking of the regional, of course, let's talk the regional rounds. Obviously, um, the regional starts tonight. I talked a little bit with Ferndale when it comes to their district two one over Adam. Hazel Park. Um interesting district interesting regional over there. Um the district one regionals are interesting. Um, of course, we have district number two at Fenton. Um, you got Adams taking on Milford, and then you have um Clarkson taking on Fenton. That's a rematch. Um, the district over at Troy is going to be interesting. You got UD Jesuit taking on um Orchard Lake St. Mary's, of course, St. Mary's. We talked about upsetting Birmingham Brother Rice in the district final, and then you have Troy taking on North Farmington. Um when you look at the matchups, I mean, like, obviously, you know, first let's talk Ferndale a little bit here. I've talked earlier about the rematch with um, Detroit University prep. I think Ferndale gets him this time because of the experience. I think Ferndale's been playing a much more tougher schedule than the university prep. Um, and then I expect the rematch, a uh, big game in the region final between Ferndale and um, Warren Michigan Collegiate. I think that's going to be tight. Um, I think the Eagles have just enough to move on. I see Ferndale in the state quarterfinal um, going on next week here. So, interesting to see how that will go. Um, region 2 at Fenton, um, Clarkson-Fenton. That's a tough, that's a trap game for Clarkson. Fenton's a physical team. They're a solid team. Won their district against um, Heartland um, in the district final. Um, still in shaka. Heartland beat Holly um, with a brother-beater. In that one, I was really shocked how that game went. Um, jump ball really decided that game. Led to a three by Heartland. Um, of course, Fenton had to get by Howell. Howell was better than people thought. And then, and then, um, so it'll be very interesting for Clarkson going against Fenton. It's a rematch of a 49 win for Clarkson back on January the 6th, I believe was the date that game was. Um, but, you know, it was a good win for Clarkson. Um, so I'm curious to see how they handle that on the road. It's going to be a virtual road game for Clarkston, um, going out to Fenton, taking on the Tigers, um, at Fenton's home gym. They've been there before. So, you know, so very curious to see how that one goes. And then Adams taking on Milford, um, the Highlanders, you know, the Mavericks have been really been impressive. I mean, they knocked off Lakeland. That was a tight game. And then they knocked off Wall Lake central, which was a really tight game there. Um, but I'm seeing a district final between, I think, I think Clarkson does get by Fenton close and I see Adams getting by Milford. So I'm seeing a rematch between, from a district semifinal game between Adams and Clarkson. Adams has had Clarkson's number twice this year. Um, I just think Adams has just enough. And I think the Highlanders, you know, are going to move on to the um, quarterfinals. I see them playing Grand Blank in Lake Orion. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how that one goes. Grand Blake better be careful with Carmen Ainsworth, though. I think Carmen Ainsworth could give them problems. So we'll see in the district semifinals. We'll see how that one goes. Um, and then the district and the regional over at Troy. Um, obviously, when you look at this matchup here, um, you got Orchard Lake St. Mary's taking on Birmingham, U O D Jesuit. I think the Cubs get, get I think the Eagles beat the Cubs here in this one. I think the play of Trey McKinney, um, Sharon Barnes, they were the difference makers in their game against and Brother Rice. Um I think they're going to get to the um, regional final. And then on the other side, you have Clarkson taking on. On the other side, you have um, Troy taking on North Farmington. Um, It's at Troy. Troy's going to have the home crowd with them, behind them. Um, But I just think North Farmington is definitely too much in this game for Troy. Um, I just think the Raiders get, you know, they have just enough experience. Um, I just think they're going to get by. And that 2-2-1 trap, I think, is going to be a difference maker in that game. And then the other side, you have... um, you know, and then setting up that regional final between um North Farmington and um Orchard Lake-St. Mary's. I really like North Farmington this game. I really think the star players are going to cancel each other out. I think Tyler Spratt's a difference maker in this game. Um, You know, his defense, I think he's going to guard. um He should guard Trey McKinney in that matchup tight. I mean, you got Landon Williams there. Now, I know Prep, the Prep Sports on YouTube's doing that game um between Orchard Lake-St. Mary's and UD Jesuit. I don't understand why. You know what I mean? They're doing that game. I mean, like, I, I know they've been falling more in love with the Catholic League as of late, along with North Farmington, Ferndale um, as well. But I gotta, you got to give some love to Troy, man. I mean, like, come on now. You know what I mean? That's my take on the prep. I mean, like, you know, you got to give love, to give some more love. You know what I mean? That's my take on that. So, final thoughts. We'll see what happens in the districts. I know first day of spring sports start this week. So, very curious to see how things are going to go there. So very curious to see how things will go. So alright, I'm gonna sign off here. Make sure you stop follow the blog at Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com. Um I apologize to the T V viewers. Um, what happened with the TV with the outage went out. Um, TV side of things went out. So we have the radio side of things here on the local voice on SoundCloud. Um we will have the um hopefully we'll have the um video side of things um figured out. If not, you can hear it here on the local voice on SoundCloud as well. Um, all right, everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Good luck on your brackets, everybody. Um, make sure you fill out a bracket for the tournament coming up. And wish everybody the best of luck in the postseason tournaments, especially in the regional and to West Bloopie and the state quarterfinals um, coming up. Um, they do play Carver and Avers on Tuesday. If they get there, then they will play either Plymouth-Salem or Riverview Um. in the state semifinals. And then if they get there, most likely a clash with the Iraq for Detroit Renaissance in the district final. So... All right, everybody, I'm signing off here. Take care. God bless. And I'll see you all next week, everybody. Take care, and I'll see you next week. God bless.